Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Michael Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up, you Tennessee Hober? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man. We are so close to football. I mean, I'm at that point, Shane, where I'm like, I'm basically done talking about football. I want to see some football. And thankfully, our timelines, you know, it is just practice, but still, we're getting practice videos. We're seeing rookies in the NFL going off. We're seeing, uh, obviously, across the SEC, camp after camp after camp opening. We got coach comments. The season is finally here. You know what? Yeah, man. I swear, it feels like every single year summer's longer for some reason <laughs> you know it's like this one has 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 taken its toll but i am absolutely pumped up i'm, I'm ready people probably heard it in my voice you know yesterday i just talking about real football and like you said getting away from list we're listening to coaches or i'm seeing videos of these kids on the campus and stuff like that it's freaking awesome so mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm pumped up it's here it's here baby <laughs> yeah, we got a couple comments, Shane, from uh, the coaches that are already in camp. Eli Drinkowitz, Billy Napier, Shane Beamer have all made comments here. We get uh, brief comments from each of them. And then uh, topic for today, Shane, we've been putting these out throughout the weekend. What will each SEC team's record be the first six games of the season? And Hey, it's fun to see all the engagement and see people getting mad and, and people disagreeing. Well, I've gone back, Shane, and, and tallied up the most popular response for all 14 SEC teams. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course it makes sense, Mike. Yeah, I love it how you just set me up like, <laughs> do I need to get the crayons out? Do you, you get it? <laughs> I got you, Mike. I got you. <laughs> I'll reveal the answers for each team, and we'll kind of just go back and forth on, uh, you know, what we think about it. I thought that'd make for a fun little show, and this is more, you know, this is more what the fans are thinking than even you yeah. and I. So a uh, little added element. I mean, the show only goes as far as the fans can take us. You know what? Absolutely, and 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 when you're looking at these first six games too, it's like optimism's at an all time high. If you're a fan, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan or if you're yeah. a Georgia fan, it's like. Ain't no Alabama saying there's no way we're losing a game, you know. So that's that's where everybody's at right now, and I absolutely love it. There's gonna be some broken hearts after six weeks, but you just hope it's not your fan base. And then before we get rolling, Shane, real quick, it's been a while since we said this, and uh, uh, we've been mailing these koozies out like nobody's business, Shane. So don't forget if you haven't already, give us a written review. That's what we're looking for on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, subscribe on YouTube. You just do those, and we'll give you a free beer koozie. All you got to do, send us a screenshot that you've subscribed to that SEC podcast at gmail.com, and that email is in the show notes. We make it as simple as we can, Shane. We got all 14 SEC koozies. Just let us know which one you want for subscribing and supporting the show, and we'll send that to you absolutely free of charge just our way of saying thanks and man we get a kick uh, out of 
everyone taking these koozies to these games and these practices yeah. and, and everything. Uh, it's just it's just wild to see how many people across the country have taken our koozie to like a sporting event or, or a tailgate. You know what? Absolutely. And I kind of I want to see who wins, you know, because right <laughs> now I'm, I'm telling you, Mizzou's got the upper hand. Mm. I, I'm seeing them grilling out there. They're making videos with these things. I, uh, we've got the, the the young man. He went to the baseball game today. You know, yep. they, they're everywhere. But if you got one of these koozies and you got yourself a cold beer, snap a photo, send it to Instagram, send it to Twitter, send it to uh, get it out there to us, and we'll be sure to to put it on the show. Absolutely. Well, buddy, you ready to talk some SEC football? Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, first, uh, a little curveball, I apologize. This guy does have SEC experience, Dan Lanning, the Oregon head coach. And, you know, we're not going to spend much time on this, Shane. We don't. We didn't even mention Colorado leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten or Big 12. I don't care where they're going. They're not, if they ain't in the SEC, I don't really pay attention to them, Shane. But this comment was too good not to share from the former Georgia defensive coordinator at the end of his press conference here on Monday, was asked, hey, what's your thoughts on Colorado leaving the Pac-12? Dan Ladding, the answer of the of the season so far. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. That's it. Thanks, Coach. All right, appreciate it. Not a- <laughs> All right, Shay, what the hell have they ever done? And I mean, he's dead on. Colorado's a god-awful – I mean, that, that'd be like if Vanderbilt left the SEC for another conference. I mean, you think Nick Saban and Kirby Smart would be sweating it? No, hell no. I mean, I think this is this is more noise than news, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and I, I, I mean, Dion's going to come out and he's going to make it look bigger than it is, but – so what, man? You're going to that conference now that the two best teams have left? I mean, <laughs> hold off on the parade just yet. Right, right. Well, and speaking of that, Oregon, the next coach, Shane, let's kick it on down to Shane Beamer. They kicked off uh, fall campus week in Columbia. Interesting comment, Shane. We talked about uh, South Carolina getting the game day treatment. Go back on the last episode if you missed that. But Shane Beamer, and we, and we actually even played Beamer's comments about it then, but he's talked about the significance of these opening season games, particularly with a college game day amplifying the kickoff and, and what this game's going to mean. Really interesting comments, Shane, and I, I kind of took something a little bit different than Shane Beamer when he's asked about North Carolina and the significance of the opener, college game day, game in Charlotte, the rivalry there between the Tar Heels and the Gamecocks. Let's kick it over to Shane Beamer real quick. Yesterday, Mac Brown basically said he wished he had a game to prepare for South Carolina, North Carolina game. I was interested in your opinion on openers, big games versus maybe some that don't draw as much attention because obviously with ESPN game day and everything, this is a big game. How do you feel about games early on that draw a lot of attention as opposed to maybe some slighter games? I love it. Um, one, I would agree with him, not necessarily a game. I would love, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, a preseason game or a scrimmage against another program would be awesome. I've been saying that for 15 years um, to lead into it because, as you guys have heard me say, we're the only sport at any level that doesn't get a preseason exhibition game, scrimmage, whatever, any sport, any level. Uh, so I'd love to see that change. I like it because it's, it's one of those It's early in the season. You know, Oregon got the – you know what beat out of them by Georgia last season in game one. I mean, was it 49-3? to three? 
and went on and had a fantastic season, won the Holiday Bowl, and that's all anybody talks about. Point being that no matter what happens in this North Carolina game, you had 11 games after that, and it's a long, long season. So I love it just from the standpoint, the urgency that it creates with your players throughout the, throughout the summer. Um, the excitement the fans are going to have and already have about that game, the electric atmosphere that we're going to get to play in in Charlotte on that night, national television. I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, from an exposure standpoint, you couldn't ask, you know, for anything else as well. And, and certainly me as the head coach and our coaching staff, we got to do an amazing job in the month of August of getting our guys ready to play and knowing that we've been a team the last two seasons that – have, from game one to game 12, we have gotten better as the year has gone on, and we've played our best football down the stretch the last two years. And regardless of what happens against North Carolina, we know that we've got to be that same team. And we've just, the whole thing for us is going to be let's be better the next week against Furman than what we were against North Carolina. All right, Chase. So, I mean, he basically threw shade at Oregon there, getting their ass kicked by Georgia in the opener last year in Atlanta. Similar circumstances, you know, high profile, week one game, neutral site. Uh, but, you know, I think Beamer's point was it's not necessarily what you do in the opener. It's what you do the rest of the season. But yeah, I think I'm more with him. The point I think he was not trying to make was, hey, you're defined. A lot of people are going to define you how you do in this game. And I think yeah. that's particularly the case potentially for South Carolina because we all anticipate the Gamecocks to win this game against North Carolina. But if they drop it, Shane, and we'll get to their first six games again, but, you know, at Georgia, Mississippi State at home, at Tennessee, it's very hard for me to think that you can sit here and lose to North Carolina on a neutral field and turn around and have a winning record against those three teams that you're about to face. And, oh, yeah, there's other half a schedule with SEC opponents. So, I mean, I I don't think he was trying to make the, the point that this game is is, you know, means everything to South Carolina, but I think it does. Yeah, and, and I love I love starting off a season with a big game. Say yeah. what you want. That Georgia Oregon game we were pumped up about. We couldn't wait to see it. Yep. You know, obviously we we the entire time we were chanting SEC in the background, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but South Carolina is a little bit different situation, man. This isn't George, is like how many other marquee games are you going to have this year other than maybe a Tennessee game, the Clemson game, you know, something like that. You got a lot of great teams on your on your schedule, but you know, it's not like you're going to be loaded up like Alabama and Georgia with these CBS 330 spots. So, yeah. uh, everybody's got your eyes on you right out of the gate. And I think that's what's important. Not just it's just it's just like people just look, I can't think of the word. It starts with a P. Perception. Uh, yeah, I knew it was a big one. But Mike, it's the perception is what I'm saying. And I and I think coming out of the gate with a big win over North Carolina that is a favorite, I think people have a different impression of you. And who knows? Maybe you start getting some of these these three thirty games, some you know, some more nighttime action, something like that later in the season because you are entertaining. So right. I, I think that's this is a I we said it yesterday, I'm saying it I'm double down, Mike. This is I would say the biggest game on their schedule. That's yeah. not, no joke. The biggest game. When they put the game day stamp on this thing, when they started giving the whole the, the May love and all this all this shit that we have to keep hearing, that this thing has has moved itself up and it has become South Carolina's biggest game. 
And what's kind of really fascinating, Shane, is obviously we don't follow North Carolina too closely, but a lot of the same things can be said for them. Returning yeah. quarterback, new offensive coordinator. They got an old man, head coach Mac Brown, who, you know, some people <laughs> thinking he should, you know, maybe the game's passed him by. They they certainly didn't live up to expectations last year. So this is their shot because if they get their ass kicked by South Carolina, like we anticipate they will, we'll never hear from North Carolina the rest of the season, regardless of what they do in that week conference. So it's almost like their Super Bowl where they have to come out here, establish themselves, at least be respectable. Uh, but hopefully for their sakes, win the game. But, man, this now it's starting to make a lot of sense why game day's down here because I, this potentially a make-or-break game for both these programs. God, it's going to be fun, ain't it? Ain't it, buddy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm watching them. You got, you got old Spence getting them a G-Wagon today, you know. <laughs> They're getting their fancy tux. Coach out there riding the bull. You know, it's fun. Everything's good in Columbia. You drop this game. They're going to drag your ass right through the mud. So that's right. why I think it's more for the – you don't need the negative. You guys are on a positive trajectory. Uh, Coach is going to talk about here in a minute. It's about how you finish the season. He, he's talked about South Carolina has done great the last two years on on finishing the season. Yep. But one thing he doesn't mention is starting the season, and I, and I think that's the key for South Carolina. And he also needled the uh, the Big 12 here. I just thought this that's basically the whole reason I wanted to play this clip, shape, But – we all know Spencer Rattler, his importance to this team, if they can get the most out of them like they did late in the season, they're going to uh, exceed expectations once again. Here's Shane Beamer on Spencer Rattler's growth year two with the team, with South Carolina, and he says, oh, yeah, well, no disrespect to the Big 12, but this ain't the Big 12. Yeah, I think Spencer's grown in, in so many ways as a person, player, leader, you know, and even just since January when Dow came in and the relationship that they've built and, and how he's helped him in a short period of time. Um, finishing the way that he finished, talking about Spencer last season on the field, gave him great confidence. Not that he didn't have it already, but really gave him even more confidence going into 2023. He made a decision that was best for he and his family to return, and, and he's been awesome um, since he came back in January not only trying to improve as a quarterback, but to be an even better leader than what he uh, he was last season. And he was a great leader last year. He was voted a captain uh, by his teammates. So we've we've uh, he knows he's got a lot to work on and will continue to. But glad he's our quarterback and, and eager to see him take you know take the next step as he continues to grow and just gaining confidence and then just being comfortable as well. You know, last year at this time he had never played a game in Williams Bryce Stadium, and and I think he obviously has a better understanding of what all that's about right now too having been through another a season in the sec because it's certainly no disrespect to the big 12 but it's different than the big 12 <laughs> i just love it shay with these coaches you know they, they're like talking trash they catch themselves quickly and they're like oh hell i i know half the coaches over there i can't i can't bash them too bad you know what <laughs> i know i love it i absolutely love it i just think it's so cool i you know you talk about that g-wagon you know first time i ever saw one we went over there to, you know, you know how you, your wife gets you out. And she's like, hey, we'll grab a bite to eat. Let's, go, let's just drive through the lot here. and We're going to look at some cars, whatever. Next thing you know, 
I'm walking this damn thing and I'm looking at these cars and then I get up to G Wagon. I just want to know how much it costs, you know? Yeah. Because I've heard rumors, you know, but I've never <laughs> So I go up there and it's so funny. I go to I go to Lowe's, you know. Fifteen uh-huh. people come up, ask me if I need any help. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I go look at this G Wagon, not one damn person came over here to help me out. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew your ass wasn't gonna buy it. Yeah. I was like, Are we gonna get a ride one today? You know? Nope, nope, nobody came over. They're all back there laughing, saying, It's bad ass game fit the thing, you know. So but uh no, I just I just think it's kinda cool, you know, the whole the the whole buzz coming out of Columbia. Uh, they're embracing it, man. This the fan base is embracing it. These players are embracing it. I mean, you were talking about a little swagger there at, at Media Days. South Carolina had it. We yeah. got Spencer over there, and I'm telling you, he didn't bat. He didn't. He uh, changed my perception. Now that I've learned this word, he changed my perception because he owned it, and, and yeah. he knows that there's a lot of doubters out there, and they're out there to prove people wrong. Hmm. Well, speaking of. Proving the doubters wrong, Shane. Let's kick it over to Missouri, where they've opened camp in Columbia. And the big talking point here, the motto of the season, if you will, Shane, something to prove. It's the show-me state. And you reference these outstanding Missouri fans. They've been blowing us up for months and months. They all think that this is going to be a special season, the breakout season, and they could very well be right with the roster they got, with the new assistant offensive coordinator, uh, Kirby Moore and a schedule that lines up for a potential five and zero, six and zero start. If Uh-oh. they beat LSU, they're they're crowning them. They beat <laughs> LSU, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, let's kick it over to Eli real quick, talking why they've got something to prove this yeah, season. I think um, it really originated uh, with uh, kind of a conversation where we're not trying to prove that individually we're talented we, we we know that we've had talent on this football team it's we want to prove that collectively we we uh, belong in our league and and can play better than we have and and produce better results than we have um and it's you know there's there's that component of of hearing the noise and understanding that there's uh voices outside that don't believe in in our abilities or what we could be or rankings and all that good stuff but more importantly, it's about um, proving to each other the, the brotherhood that we 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 want to prove to you that you were right to come back uh, and develop into an, a player, or, or we want to prove to each other that that um, you know I want to prove to the rest of the world how good of a coaching staff we really have. Uh, I want them to see it, you know. But the only way they're going to see it is the results on the field. Uh, they're they're not going to believe us because we say it. They they want to see the results. So. Um, instead of talking about it, it's about time to be about it. All right, Shane. So, I mean, this is a little coach speaky, but I think given the fact, remember at media days, we were, you know, one of the coaches we, you most want to hear from in an event like that is drink because yeah. he's liable to say anything. And he wouldn't say anything down there at media Nothing. days because, again, this is something to prove, Shane. They're, they're, they got to stop running their mouth. And specifically, I'm talking about drink now. Got to stop, yeah. you know, saying stuff. Because that's only good if you're backing it up. And yeah. not, I'm not saying he's awful or anything like that because they've won some big games, but they have not done – they've not backed up their coach, not his his mouth, so to speak. So I think it's a smart approach, something to prove, 
and just put your head down. He also said in this uh, presser, Shady, he said, there's a difference between being tough and being dumb, and we're going to walk that line. We're going to be tough this year. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the mentality there, so many SEC fans just overlook Missouri, wonder why the hell they're even in this league. How can we get them out of this league? There's always got to be a chip on their shoulder, and it certainly feels like there is heading into fall camp. I, I think it's exactly where you want your team to be. Yeah, and, and, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is, Mike. Uh, Kentucky was like this for, for many years. It was just – you just assume they're going to be bad, you know? You right. just see that logo, and you're just like, well, these guys aren't going to be contenders. Well, now they are. Yeah. And you, now you're looking at Mizzou, and, and, and I just think the natural reaction is to say, well, that's an easy win when they when you see them on your schedule. Well, then you don't know shit about this roster, man. This, this, this team, I, I think, is galvanized by their coach. I mean, he's very he's very polarizing. Say what you want. You may not like Eli. You may think he's he's dumb and he's corny or whatever. But when you talk to the guy, you can see why the players like him. You know, I am a little upset he didn't come by our booth. Maybe he's afraid he was going to open up and say some hot takes. But <laughs> but but he just came out with with that message that hey, the the talking's over. Talking season's over. It's time to put some. Put some wins on the board, you know, right. and, and I think that's is something that this team is going to mirror. And it's not a, there's not me. I mean, yeah, we got we got the Luther and we got we got some good dudes down there, but I think that this is going to be a team that has a lot of people doubting them, and they're going to come out and try to prove people wrong. Yeah, and last thing on Missouri, real quick, Shane here. They just opened the new Stevens facility. But throw some photos here on the YouTube page, but. Uh, I mean, it looks like a hell of a facility, state-of-the-art there. Uh, it's, it's, I believe, attached to the stadium there, so it's all – everything's yeah. c- centrally located there. And you get an idea of why – You know, sounds like they're trending with some potential five-star recruits with, when they come yeah. to this palace up here. They're changing NIL laws in the state of Missouri to help recruiting. These are the things you got to do if you're Missouri, and they are – I mean, they are given all the resources they can to drink. And it, and it goes yeah. back to, hey, we got to prove it. But they are aiding him as much as they possibly can. And, you know, it's, it's, it's shut up or put up this year. That's it. That's it, man. That's the message. Now, another one kind of like that, Shane, theme, uh, a running theme here, Florida Gators, a lot of doubters. And I just wanted to throw this at you real quick, Shane, before we get to Billy Napier's comments here. But – I mean, this is a perfect example. So they got this freshman defensive back, Shane, Dijon Johnson, right? Yeah. First fall practice today, he had two pick sixes. And, in, <laughs> you know, that's great, right? But yeah. you know, they they promoting that on Twitter. Look at these comments. I highlighted some of my favorite comments, Shane, from a Florida true freshman having two pick sixes in the first practice. New record prediction, three and nine. <laughs> another guy says i got mixed emotions about this another one says this offense go to be fire <laughs> another one says mertz master class and then maybe the best one you florida doesn't have a quarterback better than me so it makes sense and shane there's just so much doubt there's so much questioning billy napier and company and that is exactly what Napier talked about here about the disappointment from last season, adversity presenting new opportunities. Let's kick it over to Billy real quick. Last year there was 
so many close calls, a play here, a play there, mm -hmm. and you and all of a sudden you're a nine or ten win team instead of a six and seventeen. How do you change that mentality to we got to make that play, we can make that play, we have to make that play in in an off season? Well, I think the cool thing about where we're at is we lots of parts of our building, players and staff, had to go through that, right? And I think. When you have adversity, I think it presents opportunity, right? And I think the key here is that we grow through struggle, right? Anything that's been built, that's accomplished anything significant, went through uh, some adversity, right? And I think it's all about how you respond to that. But there's technical aspects to playing winning football that in those games that we lost, we just didn't do what we were supposed to do, right? And then there's an emotional component. Uh, relative to how you're going to respond, right? Are you resilient? Are you um, mentally tough enough to continue to be consistent um, and ultimately uh, take a good look in the mirror? What is your role and how can you do it better to help the team, right? So we've got a, a core group of people that went through that with us last year that are back, and I think that's made our team better. You know, Shane, I, I think he hits the nail perfectly on the head here because, you know, Florida fans, they're optimistic, but everybody else isn't. Everybody yeah. else is waiting for Billy to get fired, basically, and looking at this schedule and all these tough games and opening against Utah, uh, who sounds like their quarterback is going to be healthy for the opener. There's just so much down-looking on the Florida Gators. And, yeah. you know, the same thing. Shane, people don't want to admit that they were they were thinking this, but they were saying the same damn thing about Kirby Smart his first yeah. year. Losing to Vanderbilt, losing to mm -hmm. Tennessee, uh, nearly lost to a Nichols. I, I didn't even know that was a school, Shane. They barely beat <laughs> Nichols. Uh, Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year. Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples, but I think Billy is, is 100% right here. Not that they wanted those disappointments, but – it's like Saban says, are you going to waste a failure? And yeah. last season was a failure, and now we're going to find out real quick whether they wasted it or not or whether that's motivated them. And we'll, we'll get to their six games here in just a second, Shane, but I, I about flipped my entire prediction on the Gators here, thinking about this home crowd because these fans are hungry. They see the yeah. recruiting. They see, they see the blueprint. They see where the road is headed. If they yeah. stick it out with Billy, give him the benefit of the doubt, they surprised – at times last year, <laughs> well, surprise, good and bad last year. But had they not done the bad, you know, had they not dropped the Vanderbilt, I think the outlook of this team would be completely different, and we'd be sitting here saying, "Watch out for the Florida Gators." What's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, and, and I think one of the key parts too is just those close games. You know what I'm saying? Like those stick with you. Yeah, and, and, and because then you start looking in the mirror and you're saying, "Well, if I would have done this better, if I could have done this," I mean, that's what film studies for. And these guys have been growing up all off season. I think, I think this program as a core is going to be de different and better than they were last year. So. Do you win these close games? That's one thing that Billy was always able to do, 
but just wasn't able to have it done. Do they take that step forward this year? And I think they do. I think there's going to be some reflection. I'm telling you, that locker room wasn't right last year, man. I don't care what you say. I think they've they've got their boys now. And and when you got your boys, you got your back. And and I think that this roster is going to learn from those mistakes and the new kids coming in. They're going to see that from the kids that went through it. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm with you here, man. It's kind of – you know, it's like the opposite of Texas A&M last year. You know, I was so optimistic. I was so damn optimistic. I just I felt like there's no way they can lose. They're going to they're going to win an SEC championship. I've got them going to the to the Natty, you know. And then the you get a close game and then you get a loss and you're just like, "What? Is this the same? What what am I missing?" You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like the opposite with Florida. It's like yeah, you see, even this stat, you see the two pick sixes, and you're just like, oh, God, this this offense is going to be garbage, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but then part of you is like, well, what if the defense is just that good, you know? And then right. w- what if they end up winning some of these games? And then next thing you know, we're eight, nine weeks in, and you're looking at a Florida team that was only supposed to win five games, and, and they've got seven. They got an eight, you know, whatever. So I, I right. think that's what's crazy about Florida is that they're tough to predict, but the more shit you put on them, I guarantee this team's going to come together. And I should note real quick, Shane, I, I apologize. I should have led with this probably, but there's no information on who that quarterback was. So, I, I mean, it may not even be yeah. Graham Mertz. It could have been some walk-on. It could have been the scout team quarterback. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to believe a true freshman was over here intercepting pick six is our starting quarterback so but yeah everyone's just going to poke fun at, at Mertz until they Absolutely. see him on the field so uh I, I just thought it was important to make that note I have n- no indication that it was Graham Mertz throwing these pick sixes that's what we do man here I mean Paul Camp <laughs> we're gonna take little nuggets that you give us and we're gonna make them mountains you know <laughs> we done fired Billy after two pick sixes you know <laughs> All right, Shane, let's get to uh, the fan predictions. I, these are pretty interesting, Shane. And remember, this is just the first six games of the season. So we throw out these little graphics, and I just counted up and, and saw what was the most popular response to all of these, Shane. And maybe a sign of the times. You know, we're used to Alabama just being a juggernaut, being undefeated. 6-0 and was not the most popular for Alabama. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here's their first six again. Uh, Middle Tennessee at home, Texas at home, at South Florida, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State, at at Mississippi State, and at Texas A&M, Shane. Most popular response, five and one. Thoughts on that? Did they get it right? No. I had six and oh, man. Uh, nothing against. I mean, obviously, the, I'm looking at you, Texas A&M. I think that's yeah. the one. But, mm-hmm. but again, I'm still a little gun shy with you boys, so I, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> to just pencil it in. I think there's some good games on this schedule. That's what I like about Alabama. Yeah, because it's not like the old school where you just say, oh they're going to win by thirty. No, there's. They got a close game last year with Texas A&M. They had a close game with Texas, and they had a close game with Ole Miss. And you got all three of them again. So I, I think, yes, you could find yourself in a one-loss, two-loss situation. wouldn't blow my mind. But me, I don't know. I penciled in the 6-0 and because that's what I do when Nick Saban's down there in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, Shane, I mean, this is classic Alabama, right? Remember two years yeah. ago, Arkansas went down there and pushed them to the limit. So they get them 
at Arkansas the next season, I'm like, this is the year. Alabama blew their doors off. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's so many cla- – remember Ole Miss first year under Lane Kiffin? Man, back and forth with Alabama. They got them the next year. Nope. Yeah. I mean, on and on. There's a thousand examples like that. Just because it was close last year, that doesn't mean a damn thing for this year. So, you're probably right. Especially all the trash I've been talking. You're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. No, shit. Your face is all over the, the, the <laughs> locker room down there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, that's what ugly locker room then. Oh, yeah. all, right. all right, how about Arkansas, Shane? First six games, Western Carolina at home, Kent State at home, BYU at home, at LSU, Texas A&M in Arlington, neutral field, and at Ole Miss, most popular prediction for the Razorbacks, four and two. Did the fans get it right? I'm right there with you. I mean, I think that's what I put. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of those swing games in there. And uh, I, I think, again, this is a, an Arkansas team that could be 5-1. and one. You're not blown away. But mm-hmm. there's also that chance and that gut. And you know it, Razorbacks. There's a chance you're 3-3. Three and three. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm leaning a little more toward the 4-2. and two. Uh, But, again, I'm just trying to be optimistic here, brother. Yep. All right, how about Auburn, Shane? UMass at home to open the season. At Cal, Samford at home. At Texas A&M, Georgia at home at least. And at LSU, most popular response for the Tigers, Shane, three and three. And that's where I put them. How, How about you? Yeah, three and three. I think that's a good spot. Tough right out of the gate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You'd love to have all those at the end, but you don't. So um, Auburn's going to have to grow up real quick down there. Mm-hmm. All right, Florida, Shane. This is the one we were talking about at Utah. Yeah. McNeese at home. Mm-hmm. Tennessee at home. Mm-hmm. Charlotte at home. At Kentucky. And Vanderbilt at home. And before you say anything, Shane, I'm right there with you. I mean, hell, I've been the biggest damn Debbie Danner on them Gators. But, man, the more I just see those Tom Petty videos and the fans <laughs> going crazy. I mean, this I think this is set up perfectly, Shane, to Florida, you know, pulling upset in the opener that no one sees coming, just like last year. I mean, I think it's a, almost like a foregone conclusion. I hate to cover your ears, but I think it's a foregone conclusion they beat Tennessee at home after all this shit talked all off season. And Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky's the, the tricky one there. I mean, I I would not be surprised at all. I think Florida's headed to five and one now. I really do. Oh shit, Mike, you're back in, huh? <laughs> now every, every every game they probably win by like one or two. Couple you know? of hot <laughs> videos and Mike's Mike's running through brick walls over here. <laughs> So five and one. So you got beat at Tennessee. I mean, again, we're 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 trying to pick here, but and the I'm fan really, the fan said three and three. I, I should have led with that. Yeah, I'm I'm I think I was four and two is mm-hmm. the one I put here. Um, yeah, I, I like the Utah win right out of the gate. I'm I think Tennessee will be close, but again, I, I just I don't know. I mean, it's the balls. You know what I'm saying? Right. And. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe that's why you got it as a loss because it is the balls. I don't know. I I I, I don't know. I'm I'm telling you, man. The Florida one. I'm not putting any money on them. I yeah. got to see it. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? I got to see the Utah game. I got to see the Tennessee game before mm-hmm. I, before I put my my hard earned money on them. So <laughs> I I got to I got to. So until right. then, I'm going to stick with four and two. Uh, yeah, and I should have said this as well, Shane. As soon as I actually watch these teams play, I'm throwing all these predictions in the garbage because they're worthless. You know what? Yeah, I know. You said five and one. Somebody done clip that. Yeah, you better be right, Mike. All right, how about Georgia, Shane? UT Martin at home. Hmm? Oh, God. Ball State at home. Just skip it. Six and South up. Carolina at home. <laughs> UAB at home at Auburn and Kentucky at home. You're, you're absolutely right. Six and oh. Was the like ninety nine point nine percent? I mean, what was that first one? I, I was trying to think. It's like a bird or something. What yeah, was that U, first one. That... U T Martin. It's a. I think it's a Jayhawk or or Skyhawk oh, or something. Okay. Something crazy. Well, their logo looks better. <laughs> U T Martin, right? U T. Yes, Martin? sir. That's where Terrell okay. Owens went. That's yeah. the only thing I know about him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if he was in his prime, suited up, there's no way Georgia's going to lose to that team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about Kentucky, Shay? Ball State at home. Ba- right. A lot of Ball State on these schedules. Yeah, Ball's going to get right. <laughs> Eastern Kentucky at home. Two Akron at home. Three. At Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Florida at home. And at Georgia. Most popular response, Shane, for Kentucky. Five and one. Which I, I obviously Georgia, I think most people are assuming, but that means Florida beating Florida again and and getting revenge against Vandy. I mean that I could certainly see that. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's five and one. No, no, no question there. Um, I, I do think that Vanderbilt game. Yeah, you can't just you can't gloss over it anymore. Hell, we we had the the Kentucky boys on the show the other day, and and they brought it up, and right. and Vanderbilt will be better. So. Um. Yeah, but I I still got five and one here. Yeah. All right. How about LSU, Shane? Here's their schedule: Florida State again in in Orlando. Yeah. Grambling State at home, at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. Arkansas at home, and then at Ole Miss, at Missouri. This is a sneaky tough schedule, I think, for the Tigers. But the most popular response was five and one for LSU, which I think is fair. But I went six and zero. Oh, come on, baby, we're winning it all this year. Yeah, and I was the five and one, Mike. I, 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 I think there's a loss in there. You yeah. know, I'm looking at you, possibly Mizzou. I'm looking mm-hmm. at uh, uh, what was the other one there at, at, at Ole Miss, Arkansas Ole Miss. at home. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's one in there that just sneaks up and gets them. So yeah, um, I'm not saying LSU's not a great team. It's just. Again, just to run the board year two, I, I don't think they're ready. Yeah, that's fair. All right, how about Ole Miss, Shane? Mercer at home, at Tulane, Georgia Tech at home. Now it ramps up, brother. At Alabama, LSU at home, and Arkansas at home. Most popular response for Ole Miss, four and two, which yeah. I, th- I think a lot of that, hell, that's not what you're shooting for, but I think given that, gauntlet uh i think most fans would probably take it yeah i think four and two would be a nice spot man um because even the two whichever ones they're gonna be and you could guess i think you were saying bam and lsu yeah i think that's that's the ones you're gonna pencil in but what's crazy about this old miss team it's you're still hesitant 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. You're going into that game. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you if they beat Alabama. It wouldn't surprise you if they beat you know LSU or or even if the Arkansas game's real close. I think I think yeah. there's some there's some landmines on that schedule, but this old Miss team is going to hang with just about all the the programs that they go against. Well, speaking of landmines, Shay, Mississippi State right out the gate. Well, not right out the gate. Southeast Louisiana. Come on, come on. That's that's a pick your score type game. Arizona at home, which you, you destroyed them on the road last year. But here's where it gets tricky. LSU at home, at South Carolina, Alabama at home, and then Western Michigan at home, Shane. Most popular response, and this was mine as well, three and three. And again, Shane, I love these SEC fans. Without these diehard rabid fans, we don't have this show. Yeah. But I'm seeing a lot of five and one. I mean, legitimately, Mississippi State fans think that five and one is realistic and four and two is most likely. Again, I'll say that again, Shane. They post LSU, top five in the country, host Alabama, top three in the country, and then have to go to South Carolina, one of the most dangerous places in all the country to play. So I, I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, Shane. I'm not saying, you, you know, let's just cancel the season. You're going to lose all these games, but – it's wild to me with a first-year head coach, with a first-year defensive coordinator, and a first-year offensive coordinator at, at the Power 5 level completely revamping the offense, and we're sitting here saying, <laughs> if he don't knock off a top-five team, I've, he's underperforming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? Our <laughs> uh, net better keep that resume handy, brother. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, they could, they could uh. lose – they could start three and three and finish eight and four. I mean, that's totally yeah. on the table. And I, if you're sitting here saying this guy's not doing a good job at eight and four debut, uh, that's damn crazy. Well, I mean, is there? Well, I mean, we're saying crazy. Okay, so four and two yeah. would mean that they would have to beat Alabama. They would have to beat L, or an LSU or a South Carolina. One of those. I think that's likely. I think that could happen. You know, four and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going into the season and you truly think that you didn't, you don't miss a beat. Right. I mean, you got Will Rogers. Yep. And and with with Will, I I truly, I mean, he's he's on every list of watch him quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the, he's he's a dude, and I think they're going to let him play this year, let him cook. You know, and and I think that part, that optimism, has bled into this fan base, and rightfully so. So. For me to say that it's impossible for them to win one of those games, I'm not going to do that. I, I I can I can get behind four and two. I think I think I'm saying five and one. That's basically impossible. Yeah. Now that yeah, I mean not impossible, but highly highly improbable. Like some but, people are expect they're like five and one or Mike. Or we ain't got the Tennessee, but you know where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Because as a fan, this is where you're at right now at the end of July, 1st of August. Hell yeah, we're going undefeated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah, I just don't want to run off a good coach because we won eight games in year one. Like no, you know I know. I, mean? I I I think there'll be a I think there'll be a little runway here for him. I don't think the expectations are as high as our little poll out here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, everybody knows what's going on, but again, similar to Florida, it's a program that people are sleeping on. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about it. They're not fun. They're not exciting. You know, but what if they are? 
What if they what if they knock off an Alabama or an LSU and then all of a sudden you're like we should have spent more time on Mississippi State, you know what I'm saying? They're get I mean, you want to talk about a scenario just like uh freaking LSU, man. And, and, and next thing you know, like Coach O, they give them a raise and they're compete for a national. You never know. Any crazier things have happened out there. Yeah. How about this, Shane? If they go five and one, I don't know what, but let's let's do some kind of wager where the fans as long with it is, is within reason. Like I'm not gonna tattoo my face, but Whatever, whatever. If they can get to five and one, I'll do something crazy on this show. Whatever they come up with. Well, I don't know if you want to put that out there because Mississippi State ain't happy with you, Mike. <laughs> we'll jump on my burner account, and put a couple of requests in there. So, yeah, if Mississippi State goes five and one mm-hmm. or six and zero, oh, mm-hmm. Mike's got to do this. Right. I I, th- I think that's that's perfectly fine. Put it out there. We'll we'll start a poll and we'll see what the listeners want you to do. Right. What's your punishment? Right, right. Like you're gonna be sweating your ass off right there on that sixth <laughs> game. Please God. <laughs> who's their six who's their sixth ball game? Oh, the, it's a it's a it's a layup. Western Michigan. Yeah, but leave it to Mississippi State to blow that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, how about Missouri Shade? South Dakota at home, uh-huh. Middle Tennessee at home. They're also all over this damn SEC slate. Uh, Kansas State at home, that's a tricky one. Memphis in St. Louis at Vanderbilt and LSU at home. So, most popular response, chain. I think you're going to like this one, although not totally agree with it. Four and two, which would be pretty strong right out the gate. But I, I feel like you're setting your sights even higher. I'm in, man. I mean, I can't. I'm on top of this. I'm on this hill, and I'm going to die on it, but I'm going to burn everything down if after six games they're not undefeated. That's right, LSU. I I, I, I truly believe that I'm in, man. I'm in. I don't know if it's it's what I'm hearing from the, the beat writers. I don't know if it's the media day talks. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if it's drink with his new attitude. I don't know if it's the decisions they made in the offseason. If I'm looking at this roster, I, I, I just, I'm just i loving the fans. You yeah. know, there's something about this year that feels special about Mizzou, man. And so I think this is it, man. Give me 6-0, and oh, baby. <laughs> oh, man, I'd love to see that. All right, how about South Carolina, Shane? North Carolina again uh, in Charlotte. Furman at home. Then it right. Ran. Yeah. But if they go three and three, mm-hmm. I think I should be punished. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll put one out there for me. If, if Mizzou goes three, and th- three out of three out of the first six games, yeah. what's my punishment? Well, I think don't, make me, don't make me shave my head. i think you're safe shade i think missouri's got you covered yeah south carolina though they play north carolina in charlotte of course Furman at home then then it really ramps up at georgia mississippi state at home at tennessee and florida so man what a gauntlet there for the gamecocks most popular response three and three Ooh. It's that mm-hmm. respect we're telling you about. We started the show with it, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I I think three and three is a little too low. I think I've got four and two. Yeah, but again, anything's possible with this damn team. I mean, you saw what they were able to do last year. If they figure it out sooner this season, watch out. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some landmines there. They got to start 
quick, no doubt. Yeah. Tennessee, Shane. Virginia. In Nashville for some reason. I still don't understand it. Austin P at home. At Florida. UTSA at home. Sneaky trap game there, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> South Carolina at home and Texas A&M at home. Most popular response, chain five and one. But we know where you got the Vols. Six and oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, no, I'm, I'm again, as a fan, optimistic. I'm pumped yeah. up. I'm ready for the season. But there's games on this schedule that I'm worried about. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about Florida. I'd be mm-hmm. lying if I said I wasn't worried about South Carolina. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about Texas A&M. These are three programs that could derail our season. You know what I'm saying? And then spiral into quarterback controversy. And then, oh, my God, the the wheels are falling off. So, I, I think there are some great games that are going to be played early in Tennessee season. Mm-hmm. But, again, as a, as, as a homer, of course I'm going 6-0. and which one worries you the most, though, Shane? All the road at Florida, South Carolina at home, A&M at home. We know what A&M's got on the roster, but they have failed to put it together. One thing I've not heard many Tennessee fans say, though, Shane, with that South Carolina game, so much hype, so much anticipation. Oh, you know, you hear people, we're going to beat them by 50 and all this. Yeah. Tennessee may press in that game because, you know, wanting to put on a show, wanting to show – you know that last year was a fluke, and that's when you, that's when you make mistakes. That's when you force the issue. So, which one scares you the most? Hmm, good question, Mike. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go Texas A&M, and, and more for they have potential, buddy. Yeah. They have real potential to be one of the top four teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Kind of good, you know what I'm saying? And right. if they figure that shit out. Yeah, I you'd be crazy not to worry about them because they got a defense that can stop you, they got an offense that can run on you. So, um, yeah, that's I, that's the one I'm worried about the most, and mainly because of the pieces it has. So, the other I, ones, I South Carolina, Florida are, are neck and neck. I could you could flip yeah. a coin on that one. I was waiting for you to say none of them. all right how about texas a&m shade new mexico right out the gate at miami which Mm -hmm. their program may fall apart here any moment their biggest boosters going to jail sounds like ulm at home auburn at home arkansas in arlington and alabama at a ton of home games here only miami is a true road game most popular response for the aggie shade Four and two. I think five and one is more likely, though. Yeah, I'm with you here, Mike. I think five and one's the one. Um, it's kind of wild because I, I look at these other talking heads out here, and there's they're all over the place with Texas A&M. Yeah. That, again, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And, and you're looking at what they've got, what they've – you know, these six games. You're going into a Texas A&M-Alabama game. After watching last year, as, 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 as terrible as that season was, it still came down to the wire. And where's it being played at, Mike? Huh? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What game? Golly, Mike. <laughs> I'm the one that's not supposed to pay attention. Where's, where is the Texas A&M-Alabama game? Oh, it's in College Station, brother. Exactly. I mean, and it's close to Tuscaloosa. What do you think it's going to be in College Station? So, yeah, yeah I, I think you could easily put 6-0 and in here, but 5-1, and one, yeah, I'll get with you here. 
Mm-hmm. So last but not least, Vanderbilt, Shane, their first six, Hawaii at home, mm-hmm. Alabama A&M at home, at Wake Forest, at UNLV, Kentucky at home, which they beat last year, and Missouri at home, which they probably should have beat at home. Most popular response. I think it's wrong, Shane, but they're three and three is the most popular for Vanderbilt. And call me crazy, Shane. I'm not projecting five and one, but I would not be stunned at all if Vanderbilt's five and one. But I think four and two is kind of that sweet spot. You know, finish out the the non conference, win all those ball games, and maybe try to steal one of these SEC games at home. Oh, you talking to me? Are we doing a podcast? Oh, yeah. Who? I'm sorry. Vanderbilt wins how many games, Mike? <laughs> four, four two. Uh, four two. No, I can't. Four two. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I'm with you there. I think four two right out of the gate. And I mean, you already hit the over, right? Isn't it three? Or, yeah, or two? I think it's the three, yep. three and a half, something like that. Come on now. Hit it. Hit it before six is up. Yeah. Give me, give me four and two here. I like that. Yeah. Well, buddy, I mean, I always have fun with those. Uh, and, again, like I said, all these damn records are going right out the window as soon as they these teams hit the field. You know it. Because I, I think it's important not to be stuck into your, your off-season mindset. And I hate to bring up bad memories, Shane, but it's just like last year. When A&M came out the gate, who was it? Sam Houston. They, I thought the Aggies looked like shit. I put yeah. them at 10th in the power rankings. They say, they call me clickbait. This is garbage. But you have to go on what you see on the field, not the previous six months that you <laughs> talked yourself into these teams. So, right. uh, yeah, these are going to be changing in a hurry. And many of these teams I do not have a good read on, even though we sit here and do this literally every day. You know what? It's, it's Seriously, man, we, we you can you can read so many articles until you actually see the games played. Yeah, even like these players you talked about Auburn earlier, all these new faces, Ole Miss, mm-hmm. all these. I mean, it's just like, what does it look like together? Kentucky does does that come together? We 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 want to think so, and then so we're going to project that way. But week three, week four, it's a train wreck. Then all of a sudden, we're like, well, we were way off on that one, you know. So that's. That's the crazy thing about the SEC, especially this year, Mike. It feels like the teams are closer, and and that's what makes Saturdays even more fun because you can't rule everybody out anymore. Shane, so many teams are going to overachieve. So many teams are going to underachieve, and I can't wait to find out which ones are which. You know what? (laughs) That should should be our motto, you know? Well, buddy, you got anything else before we hop off the line? No, no, no. It's good good to see the coaches. Good to see the koozies. If you got those koozies, be yeah. sure to put a cold beer in that and uh, or Coke or soda, whatever you're drinking. I mean, you don't have to do beer. Uh, but I'd like to see them koozies out there. Take a picture, send them to us, and we'll be sure to include them on the tail end of the show. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.